Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. Bear down, baby. That's it. Bears fans, this is Take the North with your hosts, David Haw and Dan Weeder. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast postgame edition. I'm David Haw from the Mully and Haw Show. Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune. Hours after the Bears' 19-13 loss to the Minnesota Vikings at Soldier Field, another game the Bears could have won, another game the Bears, you could argue, should have won, another game, Dan, that the Bears didn't win. They just still do not know how to close it out. They started to come back, and it failed. They played a game of giveaway. This was a tough one, but it was an overall top-to-bottom organizational layout. Compelling uh, content here, David, for our video audience as I make my way down to Kennedy on the way home from Soldier Field and, and trying to wrap my brain around what that was today, right? Loss number five in six games a season for the Bears. And, and, and honestly, in my opinion, it's a situation where uh, things have become exponentially more complicated now for the Bears, given their quarterback situation, and obviously significantly more bleak with Justin Fields out and uh, the Bears left to kind of try to figure out how to patch things together either short or long-term uh, with Tyson Bajan, and today was a, a step in the wrong direction in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think we're just adding the visual for people that want to see that we are actually capable of talking about something heading in a direction because this football <laughs> team, we just can never tell what direction it's headed. So this is at least a clear visual. We're still headed in the right direction. Just keep your hands on the wheel. Yeah, well, the symbolism here is like every 150 yards, I have this hammer on the brakes and then crawl for another, you know, 250 yards. And it's very 
symbolic of what the Bears seem to be doing. Every time you get momentum like they had coming out of Washington, you hit a stop or a delay or a gapers block or whatever it is. And, and it's just, uh, man, it's just, you know, walking out of that locker room at Soldier Field, David, I just, there just was a fatigue, you know, I, you just felt the fatigue in there of like, man, like this is just so redundant and so repetitive. And obviously it's a different form of losing today because I thought that the defense played pretty well, probably their yeah. best effort of the season. And then your quarterback gets hurt after struggling for two and a half quarters and the rookie, despite showing some, some flashes of poise and command and all those things, commits two terrible turnovers, one that goes for a, a fumble return touchdown and the other that goes for a, a lost ceiling interception on a one-on-one shot deep to DJ Moore. So let's look at the news that came out of post-game. I guess it's vague, but we'll keep people updated on the latest in Justin Fields. So he left the game in the third quarter about uh, 10 minutes ago, I think, uh, eight minutes ago, left in the third quarter with a hand injury. He went into the locker room. It looks like there's been reports about his thumb. It's vague. The x-rays were negative. They'll have an MRI, and we'll wait and see. Dan, it doesn't bode well. you got a quarterback, and that's his throwing hand. Just looks like it could be a step in the wrong direction for his development and certainly his evaluation. Tyson Bajan comes in. We can talk about that. But Justin Fields did not play well before the injury, and certainly you don't want to uh, have him leave any game or miss any time. But it wasn't a bare offense that after exploding for 40 points against the Commanders, that scoring 28 against the Broncos, it looked like they got lost again and not grasping the obvious, not executing, and just not getting the ball, getting it done, moving the ball. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. 68 points in the previous two games. Justin had thrown for 617 yards in those games against the Broncos and Commanders. And when he left the game in the third quarter today, he was 6 for 10 for 58 yards. The Bears had 40 net passing yards in the middle of the third quarter when he left the game. Uh, even worse than that is the play that he left the game on was a sack he took holding the ball way too long and then not able to create space in the pocket when pressure caved in on him and then being hit by Daniel Hunter, trying to get the ball out and then bracing his fall with, with kind of both hands and landing awkwardly on that right one. Uh, obviously, I think the Bears are hopeful that because the x-ray is negative, the MRI will uh, turn back similar encouraging news. But at the same time, David, I think you have to ask yourself some serious questions inside that building on whether this is an opportune time, if Justin is limited in any way with that hand, to take at least a one-week look at what you have in Tyson Bajan. You're a one-in-five football team going nowhere, and you need to kind of figure out what your direction is at the most important position in the sport. And maybe this opens up a window for them to get a longer look at, at the rookie uh, to see what he's capable of, because I think Justin today, um, you know, showed a lot of people that that the, the flashes that, that were evident against the Broncos and Commanders uh, certainly didn't seem like they were, were signs of a, of a significant break. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I want to say this about the Tyson Bajan debut. Uh, I think that... I want to be. I want to be consistent here. I loved the story in the preseason. I love the fact that he made the team. I've always maintained that was to me the accomplishment. That to me is where, if you want to take that script to a Hollywood, you know, screenwriter, you could probably make that movie because he comes from Shepherd University, a Division II program. He's undrafted and he makes a NFL team as a rookie. Congrats. Dan, I don't think he had any business being asked to win that football game today. I think the Bears, uh, what today happened was not necessarily it exposed Tyson Bajan's inexperience. I think it exposed the Bears' poor approach to roster building. You cannot put a guy that unqualified for a starting job to in that position to ask you to win a football game. It's just not fair. And I think that moving forward, if they have to do that because of injury, okay. But to me, it further exposes Ryan Poles for not getting what every general manager should know you need. A dependable veteran, non-flashy, backup quarterback that can finish a game and and avoid crisis for the next two weeks. Bears don't have that. Today, that was patently obvious. Well, the irony of what you just mentioned, David, is that P.J. Walker, the, the player that was cut by the Chicago Bears, uh, in August, uh, late August, early September, won a game against the best team in football, the San Francisco 49ers today. Uh, he wasn't great for the I, Browns, but as you mentioned, sometimes you just need a, a, a manager uh, in that situation to just to just guide you through. Uh, that said, like, th- this season was never going anywhere for the Bears, and so, like, I'm okay with them taking a longer look at the rookie and trying to figure out a way to position him to, to show you what he is. Uh, Okay. I, I, first of all, thanks for breaking that news to me. Had a lot of stuff going on today, and I didn't really realize that PJ Walker led the Browns over the 49ers. My goodness. All right. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing is, Dan. Oh, I, I know what you mean, but like, that's not fair to DJ Moore. That's not fair to Cole Komet. That's not fair to Darnell Mooney. That's not fair to just say, okay, this is a developmental year. We're gonna we're gonna go at this in an unorthodox way as our and our, our quarterback depth chart. We're gonna get this kid that's a really, really fast learner and really we like him. I, I 
He's not Brock Purdy. And certainly the Bears are not the 49ers. So I. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the different part. It's like he's not set up like Brock Purdy was set up to just have so many guardrails and so many uh, advantageous flotation devices on his development. So, yeah, you make a good point there. I just think that, again, Tyson Bajan underthrew DJ Moore. That was the dagger. That was the interception. That, that was the interception they couldn't afford. Everything okay there, pal? <laughs> All right, we're good. So, but when he did that, he was trying to make something happen because that's his instincts. They took over. When he did that, I, I think that nobody really thought he could make that throw except for maybe him. Those are the tough lessons a rookie quarterback are going to. Ha- he's going to have to learn. I just don't think that he needed to be in a position, and he didn't deserve to be in that spot at this time in his career. There we go. Dan is uh, would make the best of this. There we go. We're all set. I said understandable, David. But like, but for me, like you felt the energy rising in that building. The Bears score a touchdown. They get themselves some life. They're down 19-13, and they've got a chance now to get the ball back and go down for a game-winning score. Tyson Bajan leads them across midfield. Deontay Foreman starting to pick up steam, and you've got first down from the Vikings 35-yard line. And now all of a sudden. Sitting in that building, you've got the license to imagine, like, what happens if, if this dude pulls this off here and changes the entire uh, storyline in this new heartening chapter to his underdog story? And then on one-on-one, you know, he's got D.J. Moore up the left sideline against Byron Murphy Jr. He just severely underthrows the ball. I, I need to go back and watch it a second and third time and figure out why that ball was so severely underthrown because there was a matchup there to take advantage of and at least give your best player a chance to make a play with the game on the line, and then the ball was underthrown. It also might have been because the last throw that this guy made in a game that meant anything was against the Colorado School of Mines. I mean, he just isn't ready for this challenge, and that's not being disrespectful as much as it's just speaking from experience. It'd have to be a Hollywood script for Tyson Bajan to come in there. And you're right. There was a little bit of hope there at the end. You thought, okay, this is possible. But then they were in that position – it's not you can't blame strip sack fumbles on the quarterback but ball security is a priority and three snaps into his nfl uh role as a starter he he succumbed to a strip sack fumble so you gotta eliminate those things and i just didn't have a high degree of confidence i like the kid i love the story there i'm a part proud member of the i'm a full-time proud member of the bajancy but founder, she, I think. I think I might have founded it. I might have founded it. But you know what? I like to protect my people. And if he's one of my people, I'm like, keep him out of harm's way. He's not ready for this yet. He just isn't. Yeah. And, and I guess we'll see, right? Like, so now we wait, right? Now we wait for more news on Justin Fields' hand. We wait to see the severity of what the injury is. We wait to see how limited he is with his ability to grip the ball. Matt Eberflew said that Justin uh, wanted to get back in the game today and just couldn't hold the football in a way that would allow him to throw it, which is obviously a very important thing for a quarterback. Uh, the other part of the story today, though, is, is how much that offense struggled for the first two and a half quarters. Right. Injury or no injury, Justin Fields faced a lot of zone. He faced a lot of pressure from Brian Flores, which we talked about in our, our preview podcast was going to come, and he didn't handle it well. He was sacked four times. Uh, again, they had 40 net passing yards midway through the third quarter. It was way too familiar from what we had seen from this inconsistent passing offense. Uh, and, and they just never got going. Their groove 
for October became a major rut, and they were unable to get out of it. And, and even when they had to turn to the backup, they just didn't have the answers. Luke Getze disappointed me today. I mean, there's a long list of people uh, who were disappointing, but on third and seven, he runs. On third and two, he passes. You know, offensive coordinators who throw when they should run and run when they should throw, I think they're trying to prove they're the smartest guys in the room. Bad idea today. Luke Getze, to me, was a bit of a letdown because I just don't know, obviously, after until you watch the tape again, but it just didn't seem like they grasped the obvious at times. They weren't executing at a high level. And oh, by the way, memo to Luke Getze. DJ Moore was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I understand that Brian Flores is a genius. Give him credit. But at least throw him the football in the first half more than one time. That's unforgivable. How does that happen? Well, look, like that's something that I need to look at and the rewatch and figure out how many opportunities might have been drawn up for DJ Moore that weren't thrown there. I think Tyson Bajan threw DJ Moore six way six times. Justin only got it out there two times, a seven-yard completion, and then he was unable to to hit him on another play. And so, um, look, like you you come off a 230-yard performance. We talked about it. Opposing defenses are going to devote a significant amount of attention your way. Now you've got to make them pay in other ways. And you obviously have to find a way to make them pay that way as well. And they didn't get it done. When you when you talk about running on third and seven, I think one of the things you're worried about is a quarterback who's not handling pressure well. And you worry about him uh, throwing a, a drive-killing interception, which then happens on third and two when you decide to throw the ball and he gets hit with pressure coming from Daniil Hunter and, and Deontay Foreman not holding up in his block, you had six on six. The, the Vikings sent six rushers on that play, and you wound up with their best pass rusher uh, matched up against your running back. And all of a sudden, your quarterback gets hit, the ball flutters in the air, and it's intercepted. These are the types of mistakes and the types of errors that continue to happen to this team, to this offense, to this quarterback. And and the, the body of evidence is just it's getting so big now uh, to, to, to kind of allow us to see what happened against the Broncos and Commanders for what it was, which is a bit of an outlier. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we, I wanna, don't want to be here all night, so we're going to bring in Studs for his uh, fan um, reaction, not to reduce it to just that, Adam, but we need <laughs> and Stadzinski. Is that what we're doing here? 
uh, or Stasinski and meatballs. Is that what Stasinski and it? meatballs? Is that that's what, that's what Rosie called it? Yeah. All right, what's what's your what's your quick <laughs> assessment of what you watched and how how you endured it? I mean, I think you guys have pretty much nailed all of it. And actually, you know, as far as enduring it, I mean, trust me, guys, I've seen a lot of bad Bears losses in my life. Something like this doesn't faze me that much anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it was it was really it's disheartening, though. It was really disheartening. I mean, to see the offense regress so severely and seem so unprepared. I mean, how much did we talk in the last week about how Brian Flores brings the heat? They blitz more than any other team in the league, I think, right? So – how are you so woefully unprepared to handle that offensively? Thank you. And then you guys, you know what? Something you guys haven't even talked about. Does anyone on this team know how to shotgun snap? Oh, is that oh, like? Thank you very much for bringing that up. What yeah. What is going on here? Well, it, it is not that difficult. It's really not. It's the most. It's literally the most basic thing on offense is to get the ball snapped. How Adam do you not have anyone? Did, anyone did, that can snap the ball properly. Post game, Matty said that Lucas Patrick did not replace Cody Whitehair because of the problems with the snapping. I doubt that very seriously. I'm calling BS on that one. What do you think, Dan? I, I, I don't know why you don't say it. Like, I just don't get it. You made a change at center for a very specific reason, and it's not because you wanted Lucas Patrick to be a more uh, calming influence on your undrafted rookie quarterback. I, I, that made no sense to me, his, his inability to explain that in a way that that was, was sensible. Uh, look, like, Cody Whitehair... Had a rough day today. Cody Whitehair is one of the, the few holdovers from their last playoff team. Eddie Jackson is another one. He left the game again, aggravating his foot injury. It's like every time they take a half step forward, they take three steps back. And those two guys are, are examples of it today where it's just like, my God, how hard is it to create any sort of meaningful momentum? And those those snaps, were they were there. They were atrocious today. They were atrocious. So what else, studs? What else you got? Did you get any game balls you want to give out? We don't do that in losses anymore, do we? Uh, you, you know, no, we were not doing it until they won a game. I That's think we, right. you know, we can do we can do game balls today because the defense actually played pretty well today. So my, I, I'll just I'll just give my game ball to the entire defense for showing up and. You know, they were facing an offense without their best player, but the defense kept them in the game all day. They kept it close enough. They only allowed 13 points while the defense was actually on the field. And they played well enough to win. So, And, and if we're going to be more specific, I think TJ Edwards actually played very well today. So that's that goes that my game ball goes to the defense and more specifically TJ Edwards for, okay. for, for a valiant effort. And they, they played well enough to win. All right, I can I believe that. Anything else, studs, before we uh, let Dan kind of get in the right lane? <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do three word of reads now, or do we want to do them uh, when we regroup tomorrow? You want, you want to do them tomorrow? Would that be easier? Let's do, do them tomorrow? tomorrow. Let's do them tomorrow. Yeah, I think that would be better. You know, the, what did I? Did you, the, the defensive call is a good one. Why did Eddie Jackson uh, not come back, Dan? I mean, that was kind of odd that he left and did not return and Matt Eberflus said he could if he if, he, if they would needed him. That well they, that but you know again phraseology right Matt Eberflus yeah. says if we had needed him Matt he could have come but what do you mean if you had needed him? Like you needed him you're trying to win. Like <laughs> I, I it didn't it, that, that one that one made me scratch my head again. I mean, like this team is one in five right now. They're they're home losing streak ticked up to 10. Their division losing streak ticked up to 11. That commander's loss, I mean, the commander's win didn't didn't get rid of all the demons that have, have plagued this team. And so um, here we are now, again, trying to figure it all out. And, like, one of the things I wrote in my column at ChicagoTribune.com is what, what can you point to? 
at any level of this team or organization right now that is solid, that is that is firm and solid and that you can count on. And I don't know that your list is going to take you any more than 18 seconds to rattle off. And my column on 670score.com had a similar theme where basically I considered this an organizational loss and it thought it was fair to question the three most important roles in every football organization in the NFL. The general manager, what are you doing relying on a rookie not having your depth chart more equipped with, with experience and stability? Number two, the head coach. Really? It's your staff, and you're going to throw one pass to the NFC Offensive Player of the Week in the first half and then have really kind of wishy-washy explanations post-game? And then number three, the quarterback position itself. Justin Fields getting injured through no fault of his own still – reveals the fact that you know what he is possibly either injury prone or prone to bad luck either way the evaluation of justin fields in year three has been interrupted and i think it might be indefinitely we're not doctors we don't know about the severity but that would be the worst case scenario so this to me dan was a return to more of what we're used to seeing at hallis hall or at soldier field that the bears unable to get out of their own way and it was felt like a, a, a referendum on on all that, uh, you know, the, uh, can the Bears get out of this hole they dug for themselves, yes or no, today, or resounding no? Right. Well, and I guess I would ask you this question. If you were sitting upstairs at Hal's Hall and you were left to, to, to try to figure out what do we do for week seven against the Raiders and you know that Justin Fields' hand is not going to be 100% healthy, do you take that as an opening and an opportunity to try to get a, a look at Tyson Bajan next week? Or do you want Justin Fields back at all costs and full steam ahead because you're still trying to get him to compile as much evidence as humanly possible on his all-important franchise quarterback test? I'm inviting every veteran quarterback who has experience and and, uh, and can get to Chicago by, by noon to Hallis Hall for a tryout. I am uh, seeing how many doctors I can get opinions from to say Justin Fields can return in two to four weeks if it's you know something that's going to keep him out for longer than two to four days. I am going to do everything within my power to stop the bleeding, stop the leaks, and get a quarterback that can function in my office. I am all in my offense. I like Tyson Bajan, but I'm going to say this probably all week. People will get tired of hearing that. I don't know that he's equipped for the, for the enormity of the challenge that might be in front of him. And today didn't remove the doubts that I had. Today only confirmed them. He had some nice moments. But, Dan, let's be honest here. Some of the mechanics were a little bit uh, not not 100% what you want, and he didn't protect the football. I, wanted, I, I don't think he was put in a fair situation, and I think they need to do everything in their power to make sure it doesn't happen again, unless they absolutely positively have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um... It's going to set up for a compelling week. I know there were some writers on the elevator on their way down to the uh, post game, talking about like, is there ever going to be a week for this team that it just feels like it's calm and that there that there isn't some sort of giant uppercut that they're trying to either avoid hold, hold, or absorb? Hold, hold on, let, let me let me check. Yeah, I, I think I got that week, January twelfth. <laughs> It's a long way off. Long I'm just way saying. Off, David. I'm just saying. All right. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm glad you're home. Welcome home. No, not quite yet. I'm in the parking lot of a, a church right now. I just figured I would stop now that I'm off the highway and uh, prevent myself can from. Uh, can you go light a candle for Tyson Bajant, please? <laughs> There's going to be. You know, if you go back and watch the film of this, you're going to see that moment where my camera tumbled off the dashboard and I made a one-handed grab. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. And that so was my great. Hit, 
my right hand is still in really good, uh, really good shape. I'm sure that the uh, Illinois Highway Patrol is going to be very pleased <laughs> with how this whole thing went and uh, so, look for. So if we if we don't have a pod on Tuesday mornings because Dan's in custody, <laughs> but we typically will drop on as normal this week, and this is our post game pod. So for Adam Sadzinski, for. Dan Weeder auditioning for next summer's NASCAR race in Chicago. I'm David Hoff for the Mullen Hoff Show. We will talk to you on Tuesday morning. Thanks for listening to the Take Two. I'm going to go put in an application at this church. I don't know what jobs they've got available, but I'm going to see what what, what duties they need done. Maybe I can fill it. Hallelujah. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 